You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminal Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. What's up, everybody? Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com, Jeff Cameron Show, Seminal Headlines, all those things, reporting live from Dublin from my hotel room. Uh, where I had a I had an occasion, I had a moment. Uh, hopefully, you're watching this on the Smash, and you'll be listening to it tomorrow. Normally, there would be a similar headlines. I got to get out all the the promotions because I got to thank our sponsors. We have a lot of them, uh, but I want to really quickly, since we're not on live for similar headlines tomorrow, Dr. Birch and uh, Birch Orthodontics, obviously uh, can't can't start the show without a yay sausage from Register Sausage as well. So, just a nod of the cap to two terrific sponsors that, um, you know, we're not able to do the show for tomorrow, if you will. Now, that said, um, it's been a great day so far. We're getting ready to go out and eat uh, at a steakhouse here called Fire, I believe, and uh, it's supposed to be the best in Dublin. Uh, we have been treated first class. It's been remarkable. So uh, a little a little worn down. been a long day. Probably got about an hour or two sleep in the last 24 hours. So if I look like hell, that's why. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to dinner. It should be awesome, and then then from there maybe hit a couple pubs and crash early. I'm gonna say the quiet part out loud. I am really impressed that you made it through a flight, the drive before the flight, a couple of pubs, and a whiskey tour, and you're still standing. I'm very impressed because as we're recording this, it's just about two o'clock on the east coast of the United States, but it's seven o'clock, and you've been going. I think you said 22 out of the last 24 hours. Yeah. including a whiskey tour sir yeah. in your 40s you never would have been able to pull this off certainly never in your 30s or your 20s i'm very impressed well you know constraint i had to uh, or restraint uh is what i had to show uh while we were uh, on the road I, I i did it right you know just a couple of guinness and then just a tasting not a guzzling but a yeah. tasting at uh, teeling whiskey which was phenomenal and i highly i listen you know, there's no doubt this is a promotional trip and we're getting to experience a lot of cool things that Florida State fans are going to have an opportunity to experience if they so choose, uh, depending on the various packages that are offered and all of that. Uh, this is not me being a corporate shill. This is me saying, like, so far the experiences we've had have been awesome. And I have to tell you, if you get a chance to go over there to that Teeling distillery, you should do it. Uh, really knowledgeable, interesting people. Uh, can give you a history lesson on uh, whiskey in Scot in uh, Ireland. 
uh, and, and, and can talk about uh, the differences between what goes on with scotch in Scotland and whiskey in Ireland. And it, it was just, it was fascinating. Learned a lot, taste a lot of great, great whiskey. And uh, yes, but I was measured in my approach, very measured in my approach. And I think that uh, is what I can uh, stand behind, knowing that I'm still functioning, still hanging in there. I will sleep like a rock tonight by the time we're done with this steak, which will be followed by a couple of uh, tasty, cold Guinness. Uh, if you really want to be jealous, it's not so much the experience of going to Aviva or, or any of those things, which is our mate, which is amazing. Um, but it's, it's the weather is so good here. The weather is so good, right? Right now we've had sunshine, slightly overcast high in the sixties, low tonight at 50. Mm. This is, this is what time it is right now, buddy. This is, this is heaven. As I understand it, this is their season. July and August are kind of their two big months. But I was wondering what the temperature was in July, and there you go. So it's a high in the in the 60s. And it won't be much warmer uh, when Florida State plays next year in late August, right? I mean, they're, this is basically the kind of their summer setting. Yeah, and and yeah, that is one thing. Like the the stadium, when you go into the stadium too, it's it's open air at the top. I described it a little bit like the old Cowboys stadium uh, where they had the hole in the roof. Uh, so you get this cross breeze that comes in through the tunnels, and it's just gorgeous. Uh, when I came here on my honeymoon 18 years ago, um, we experienced the same thing, Tom. It was it was like I think we were in late June, and it was the same thing. It never really got above 72 or 73 degrees, and uh, it was just gorgeous with a breeze and, and sunny. So yeah, the months of June, July, August, maybe the early part of September, just phenomenal. Uh, and then it starts to get a little chilly, but uh, Ireland is a pretty, pretty country filled with really kind, warm-hearted people and a lot to do. And we're just getting started. I've got a lot that I'm going to end up recording with you. And we're going to try to get as much material between me and Ira and Aslan and Wake Up War Chant and the Jeff Cameron Show and just random stand-up videos that we do and nightly podcast summaries and things of that ilk. There should be enough cross promotion from all of the the war chant gang that's over here where we can kind of all utilize each other's stuff and and bring it back home to you guys which is the goal um so you know we're all kind of just taking turns sitting in on each other's pods sitting in on each other's videos trying to capture as much as we can with uh, some really gracious hosts so again you've got uh the steak coming up tonight so we won't keep you forever here for this particular segment uh, yeah, you're doing the smash right now, right? This is the smash. So we open with a little bit of recruiting talk, then we pivot to this, and then there's also a little bit more of Ireland stuff before the smash is over. So everybody kind of understands that we're recorded and on weird times. Like, what are the first impressions that you have about this place that maybe you didn't know 18 years ago and that we should know as we head out there next year? Well, something I did remember from 18 years ago but still forgot to pack, even though I told myself three times not to, is you do need uh, adapters for your electrical outlets. Mm -hmm. uh, your standard plugs don't work over here. That's true of all of Europe. Uh, so it's a $5 purchase, guys. And I think they have them at, like, stores right there in Tallahassee. You can find them. I don't want to give anybody free pub. Uh, but there's a couple places where you can find them. Mine was $5. They had him at the front desk at the hotel. It was very convenient. I walked down there and said, hey, forgot my plug adapter. The guy was like, here you go. It's five euros. I said, okay, sounds good. So that worked out fine. But you're going to need that. 
One cool thing, Tom, I'll tell you what, we all have these now. And 18 years ago, I don't think I was obsessed with the, the cell phone. Um, hopefully nobody was. But anyhow, the point would be when I, I inquired before I came over about what you need to do with your plans and all of that. Uh, I don't know. You know, everybody's got a different plan. I got AT&T. They said you don't have to do that anymore. It's $10 a day with a max of $100 total. And it's, it's fine. I called you earlier. I've texted uh, my family. I've texted people back home and yourself included. And we've had, you know, really no problems. So you don't really have to make any adjustments. And same for your bank. I told my bank, the bank was like, yeah, don't worry about it. We're good. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed that, that that's a thing too. Uh, banks don't really care about roaming as much anymore. Uh, so if you just go and you spend, it's automatically approved. You don't get those annoying flags. But I, I guess one thing, terrible segue here. But I got to go back to the beginning, the whiskey tasting. I would have thought that whiskey in Ireland, based upon what we have here in the States, I mean, there's like red breasts, and that's about the only thing that I like. You're telling me there's actually good whiskey in Ireland. That's kind of breaking news to me. Delicious whiskey. I wish I was drinking some right now. <laughs> um, I got, let me, hold on a second. Stay right there. They gave you a bottle? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me, oh, they gave me a bunch of stuff, Tom. Hold on a second, buddy. So here you go. Like, check this out. So this is this is where we went, the Teeling Whiskey Distillery, and it's sealed though, right? So you can take it home. Oh yeah, and I got three different kinds right here. Oh crap, man! Yeah, we're gonna. I, we're gonna. Now, I will. I will tell you, I bought this on my own. They didn't give this to me, but I thought I'd have cause to use it. Everybody, a little hip flask for that ass. No. <laughs> a little. Hip. <laughs> Hang on. Let me let me go full here. What the hell am I doing? Little so, hip flask. So yeah. okay, I guess what we should do then is when uh, bellying up relaunches, we should do a tasting of this stuff. Back yeah, we can. I got some more stuff here. Um, this is the snifter. Um, check it out, Tom. They said your boy looks good in these caps, and they gave me one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, on the back, give me a little tealing, huh? You should pop that sucker on. It matches your polo nicely. Maybe I'll put that on right now. Matches the buttons of the polo, dude. Oh, look at your oh. boy. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So got the tealing whiskey. Maybe I'll wear that out tonight. I'll fit right in. Um, and so that'll be good. But uh, yeah, yeah. So we had, it was a, a phenomenal tour. And yeah, it was, you're going to be surprised. I'm going to bring these home. You and I can taste these together. All right. Uh, they gave us the snifters too, Tom. And I now know something about them as well. So I can kind of break that out. I'm telling you, this has been all first class. Everybody, it's so the cool thing about Dublin, it's a town of a million people. And there's only what, about 5 million people in Ireland. And the funny thing about Dublin, it's just like the, it's a, it's a big, small city. No matter where you go, it's a circle. You end up back in the center of the city. So you really aren't going to get lost. It's not like you're wandering about and you go, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm in the wrong area of Dublin. There's no such thing. And, uh, you know, I, I just I, it's a good walking city. It's a great walking uh, city. So I, I just I can't recommend it enough. And tomorrow we go to Waterford. We'll be out on the water, going to a Viking castle. Uh, I don't think we shoot clay pigeons tomorrow. We may be doing that Wednesday and then we're going to be golfing at uh, Port Marnock links. So I've never linked, I've never done links golf, Tom, you know how excited I am. Aslan and I are playing that course. So we've got a lot of history things to do as well along the way, but I'll be reporting along the way. So we, the great thing is I've already got two or three people asking me, uh, 
make sure Cameron gives us the short list of things that we need to do when we're over there. So I'm sure when you get back, you'll have a field report of this was necessary. You could skip this if you need to, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And now the cool thing is I will have been here twice, two separate, pretty thorough ventures in Dublin. Uh, one from, you know, two decades ago and, and, and one very, very recent. I have a feeling um, that the, 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 I think it's called the Epic Museum, which is um, the history of Ireland and the many peoples that have lived here and the, the centuries and centuries of history in Ireland. I, I have a feeling that's going to be a can't miss. It was not here the last time I was here. We're, we're, we're touring that as well. We're doing an ancestry thing. There's so many Irish Americans and the, our guide here acknowledged that, you know, uh, pretty interesting. One of the guys that is helping us get around and kind of talking to us about the history and places to go. His father, get this, Tom, uh, briefly, when before this young lad was born, uh, moved to the United States and was a bartender at an Irish pub in Boston for several years. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, he's the real deal. And we went to the pub that he manages here in Dublin today. I sent you oh. a picture of it. So it was really cool. That's badass, man. Yeah, my my grandmother uh, went to Boston. That's where she entered America. And then her husband entered New York. They met at a dinner party, I think, up in Boston. It was old school Catholic. You know, it's just like the chairs are assembled. That there are chaperones and people are like, may I touch your hand? Like, it's just <laughs> weird stuff back 100 years ago. But it's pretty cool that uh, that you can trace it all back to the roots. I know that that's going to be a big part of the trip when I get back there. But uh, now it's steak for you. So it's whiskey, Guinness. And you actually you haven't even brought up. How's the Guinness? Delicious. Delicious. Exactly as I remember it. It's you can't you're going to have 100 of them when you come out here, folks. They're just so damn good. I'm thinking about one right now. Um, I, I It's so fresh and cold and delicious. The crazy thing is to apply last year's trip to New Orleans, where remember, if you go to Bourbon Street or the casino, it was 80-20 Knowles because all the yeah. LSU fans have been there yeah. done that, so they just drive in. But it was really cool to take over a city. Dude, I can't wait. I won't I won't know Dublin without Knowles. You'll know with and without, but can you imagine the presence that we're gonna ever we're gonna be 35,000, 40,000 of those 50,000 seats? It'll be corporate people from the local part of Ireland, and then it'll be Knowles. And that's pretty much it. They're pumped about it too. Like they, there's a level of intrigue surrounding Florida State that they're excited about. So Notre Dame's playing here this year against Navy, and of course they're embracing Notre Dame with the Irish Catholic history, and they're the Fighting Irish for goodness sake. So they, they, they're very excited about Notre Dame. Notre Dame's played here before. They played here in 2012 against Navy, and I think they beat them like 50 to 10. Let's hope this year's game is better. Uh, but, but short of that. They're really pumped about Florida State because they know Florida State's good and they know the brand. And so it's pretty funny, by the way, we were walking. This this is it's a small world, guys. We're walking to one of these pubs on the way back from the stadium, going over to the distillery. And uh, this guy turns around, was wearing a Florida State jacket. And he goes, oh, where are you from? And I said, Tallahassee. And he's clearly American. And he's like, oh, we live in West Palm, but we're both Alabama graduates. And then one of the guy, and then the guy turns and he starts talking. He goes, "What do you guys do?" We tell him. And he goes, "Oh, I'm really good friends with Jeff Purinton." So some of you guys remember Jeff. He was SID here for baseball for many years. Then he went to Alabama. This guy's friends with him. We took a picture on the corner next to a pub that he sent to Purinton. I'm like, "This is the smallest world ever. It's crazy." But there are plenty of Americans over here, 
And there's plenty of bars that cater to American football here. So it's pretty neat. Like the Irish are starting to really embrace American football in addition to obviously European football and rugby. Yeah, they love the pageantry of college football. I found that in Halifax, which is about as close as you can get to Ireland without being in Ireland in terms of, you know, culture. And they're just enamored with the idea of college football and the chance and the rivalries. Yeah. More, more so than the the bland nature of professional football. Uh, yeah, that's at least how they feel about it there. They have bars that are dedicated to professional football here, but you're right. They are, they're intrigued by the more collegial aspects uh, that you just described because of the chance and the stuff that they do here too. They keep asking about the war chant, believe me. I said, well, it's going to echo throughout this place resoundingly. Yeah. You'll so. be, you'll be sick of it within two days. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go eat steak, everybody be well. And uh, I'll be checking back in uh, obviously from time to time here. And Tom will hold down the fort until I get back. To all the Seminole Headlines listeners, thank you guys as well. So I'm meeting Ira and Aslan downstairs right now in the lobby where we will be uh, chauffeured off to this uh, fire steakhouse. Should be great. And then it's uh, a few cold Guinness and a bed. MLB is in full swing, and my bookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all your betting needs. The wide range of betting options, including money lines, run lines, totals, and futures, my bookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams and players. You can also take advantage of the brand new MyBookie money bag feature, which gives you the chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. Sign up today at MyBookie, use promo code WARCHANT to secure a first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. It's simple, deposit $200, play with $300 instantly. Just use promo code WARCHANT to claim your bonus. So if you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season, look no further than MyBookie. Sign up now and get ready to experience the thrill of baseball betting like never before. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mark. We'll get to some chat questions. Ira, I put it up on there because Preston's such a good contributor. Uh, every, you know, he, he asked this early in the show, and I overlooked it. It seemed unfair. Really, I wanted Corey to get the opportunity to praise me as well. Oh, okay, right. Uh, Ira, couldn't help but notice you didn't credit Jeff in your Brian Courtney article. Jeff is too classy to point that out. But is journalistic integrity is at play here. That's <laughs> it's fair, Preston. That I'm glad fair. you wrote in there. Uh, he did. He did, however, Preston, I will say, well, he did not include it in the article, which – he can answer for himself here. Um, but he did, I will say, note it on Twitter, if that means anything. 
Yeah, you know, I, I, my original lead was. I mean, I was mocked repeatedly by you two for the better part of a year. My original lead. You were mocked? I mocked. My original lead was, I think it was like after months of pleading from local Over a year. radio personality yeah. Jeff Cameron, yeah. comma, Mike Norvell finally came to his senses. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I decided not to go that way. Um, yeah, man. Congratulations. Thank yeah, you. I like the fact that uh, Preston. You like the fact that Jeff texted Corey and I that night. <laughs> I did. Yes. Telling I made, us, I made mention how lucky we were that we were not doing headlines last week, so that we he couldn't gloat. Mm. But then, yeah, still but now I, that was gloating. very private. He brought this public. I left that. It was just that was between a private the three communication of us. between us. That was me yeah. saying to you guys how fortunate you were <laughs> that uh, yeah. the timing of this worked out in such a way. What if he ends up being like, uh, uh, I was going to say Dick Butkus because he's white. I was trying, it was crazy that Dick Butkus, who hasn't played football in 50 years, and I think is now dead. Yeah. Come up How with. do I say Dick Butkus? I, Derek Brooks. What if he ends up being like a Derek Brooks? Maybe a Brian Urlacher. Like a genius. Uh, that's a good one. Brian Urlacher. Bill Romanowski. No, we don't want that. Oh, we could. That's I mean, bad for the culture. Right, right on the cutting edge. That's right bad for the How culture. How about Matt Millen? Mark Herzlich. Oh, I like it. There you go. I can promise you Romanowski was a part of some haze against it. In his, in you think life. so? Oh, I think probably gosh. still is. He's still doing it probably now. Get your random grocery kids. store. Yeah, yeah. 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 With Him, meat managers. Yeah. He and uh, Dexter Carver, man, they have gone at it on social media and interviews. And Over things. what? Uh, they hate each other. Well, um, and Dexter, right, Dexter's in Dexter, the right. Dexter has ca- basically called him a psychotic crazy in like oh, everything that he at, really is yeah. yeah and basically it's just like why do we stop talking about it because like people still have him on shows and things and it doesn't come up and Dexter's oh when he's yeah they're yeah. just talking about football yeah. or something it's like yeah why did you spit on people and say all the crazy and they were, things you and did? launch your helmet into yeah. their chin repeatedly yeah, knock people out and all right so keekly okay, there you go yeah, there you, there you, go. There you yeah. go yeah yeah uh yeah you know it's it makes uh, it makes a lot of sense i think the argument that Corey and i were making not speak for you Corey was that he looked like he probably could play tight end too. Mm. So we, we felt like he could play. He could be a pass catcher, an H-back kind of guy. I don't think that was beyond his ability. And Clearly you know, the coaches agreed with me, though. That's not true. They, well, I, I think, think it was who they brought in. They brought yeah. in. If they don't bring in the two portal guys, I think Courtney's still there. But they did. Well, they and did. there was also three guys ahead of him this year without – I mean, like there just was one. no – Just one for sure. So, yeah. Just one for sure. Marquise Yeah, Jaheim Bell's ahead of him, and certainly Morlock is ahead. Well, they bring those guys in. And before that, it was pretty evident that it was going to be a couple years. Yeah. So the reality is if he wants to get on the field at Florida State, this was his best avenue now because he saw, he saw, you know, he wasn't ahead of Morlock. He wasn't ahead of Jaheim. At best, he was fourth on the depth chart. Yeah. Um, And they love Jarrell Powers. So he might have been fifth. So well, it may, and also he played defense in high school. Yeah. He played both ways. He is an athlete, man. He's he a very move. good athlete. Yeah, they, they actually offered him. This will surprise some people. I don't know why it might surprise them. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, but, yeah, they actually – he was at one of these um, combines and I think put up the, the best athletic scores. Like his, his rating by, you know, sprinting and mm. agility tests and all that was, I think, like off the charts – and that's why Florida State really looked at him, and then they end up seeing his film and offering him. So he's yeah, he's a very good athlete. And I think too, I, I never confirmed this with anybody uh, on the coaching staff, so I don't know. But I I don't think he wanted to play defense. Like he wanted to be offered as a tight end coming out of high school, and so they were willing to do that to offer him as a tight end. Now I'm not saying they did that to placate him and not give him a real chance, but I I don't think he wanted to play defense coming out of high school, from what I could tell. Well, even now they're not. It's now he's a slash. Yeah, you I see, don't know why they're doing a, the slash. He's slash. Like you're like uh, was it uh who was the quarterback that was slash? 
Cordell Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Stewart? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he's a tight end slash linebacker. I think that may be appeasing him. I, I, don't, I don't think you're ever going to see that tight end position, Brian. Just go ahead and put LB next to your name and let's get That'd going. That'd be cool if he was a two-way player, though, that did, that did well, both and at a <laughs> remarkably high level. You know, by the way, I think we struck a chord yesterday. Ira, like, uh, when, Kelsey, I think, could play linebacker for the Chiefs and probably be pretty good. Doing all right. Gonna I'm go just to the saying, this just maybe Brian Courtney yeah. can be the uh, he can be like the Shohei of college football. He just he's great at two different things. I think we hit a struck a chord yesterday when we spoke yesterday, Ira, on the uh, on the aforementioned Jeff Cameron show about um, the, the the waiver situation. Uh, I had a bunch of people reach out that you probably nailed exactly what's going on, whether you meant to or not. Okay, that the reaching out to the NCAA and inquiring about where we are on the list or whatever that process, maybe not exactly the way that we interacted and described, but people are starting to get a little bit uh, worried. There's much consternation within the fan base. I don't know if that's true of the coaching staff, but this lingering sense that uh, we're now, you know, I think Corey said, what, 20-something days away from the start of camp? Are we going to get some information? Well, I think He's it, allowed to practice. And I, I think it's, and I, it's two things. One Darryl is – Daryl Jackson you're talking about. Daryl Jackson, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it's two things. One is this is the, there's nothing else going on. So like your people are going to hyper focus on something. Sure. If it wasn't this, it would be something else. And so that's part of it. But then also it is. Yeah, I man, it's gone on forever, and he's a huge part of what they want to do. And it seemed cut and dry because it involved well, family. Well, I, I know. Listen, we can yeah double, but it seemed originally like it would be cut and dry, given that the reason he gave was family. Right. And, and health and fit within family. And I think Florida State feels confident that they're going to be able to, you know, that they've been able to make that case. But, again, if this is, comes at a time where they are kind of cracking down on a lot of these second opportunities, because basically they had just given free passes yeah. for the last couple of years, and now they've, they've tried to crack down on it. The challenge, though, is they got to be careful with who they turn down because there will be lawsuits. And that's – you know that's a reality they have to work. They have to be concerned about as well. So there's some issues with they have to be consistent with you know other cases that they're handling. Right. You know again, Florida State I think feels very confident in their case for the reasons you said. It is coming back home. He does have a sick. His mother's sick in in the area. But you know again, there it, until it's done, it's not done. And from everything we've heard so far, it's not done yet. Well, and also if you're relying on the NCAA to utilize precedent to be consistent, yeah, well, well good, good, good luck with that. It's yeah. it's never been the case that the NCAA allowed for precedent to be their guide and remain consistent uh, year in, player in, player out. It didn't happen. I mean, that, that was what was so maddening. Yeah, and there's some comments in the chat which are accurate. You know, Jordan Travis, again, I think it was like at the start of camp when he transferred from Louisville – because it was within the ACC that he got his waiver. It was like he had been here for seven months or eight months yeah. before. And Louisville had been cooperative. Yeah, like they were like, yeah, yeah, Louisville yeah, yeah, was fair, trying fair to enough. help it get him cleared, and he got cleared. I'm sure Miami is not helping Florida State it's get him It's got to be like a bureaucracy, though, at this point. It's just got to be a bureau- bureaucratic holdup. Like it's on somebody's desk. Well, who- that's what I was telling him. It's not like these. It's not like the committees that they do this, this is all they do. It's not like they're a clearinghouse yeah. for just transfers. They've got to get people together who, you know, it's got to go to a bunch of different desks and, you know, we'll see what happens. It's annoying, but I think, you know, Daryl Jackson, I'm sure, is operating as if – I guess my point that what I would tell people is as anxious as you are, the way Daryl Jackson and Florida State's coaches have to approach is he's going to get cleared, he's going to be fine. So they ha- so it's not like he's wasting time No, right he now. goes to about his workouts yeah. every day. He'll be practicing the second they start. He's allowed to practice. We know all that to be true. I just think he's such an impactful player or has the potential 
to be such an impactful player for this team this year that, you know, that's why. That's another reason. It's not just a guy in a rotation. It's a guy who's a frontline guy who can be dominant if he wants to be. It reminds me, different circumstances, but like when Broderick Bunkley's last year, he wasn't eligible and he was trying yep. to take classes at, at TCC, TCC yep. and like yep. making up hours and they were trying to desperately get him eligible. He got eligible during camp. Yeah. So and and it was a huge deal. If he didn't become eligible, it would have changed that whole season. So it's a big deal. I do feel like this team's pretty well equipped. Oh, they they would survive it. But it, he makes them. He better. makes them a lot better. He makes them a lot better. And it does. It's funny. The one thing about having LSU in Week One with no Duquesne or anybody else in, as a buffer, you feel the weight of that. I can only imagine. Like I'm feeling the weight as a fan. I was talking with somebody who's a as a huge uh, Seminole booster uh, an alumnus today who. Uh, you know, listens to what we do, covers what we do, loves it. And we were kind of talking back and forth. And he was like, yeah, do you feel that energy, those nerves about this game and how big this game is? Because they're two evenly matched teams yeah. with really good rosters and very high expectations. Uh, the nation's watching two top 10 teams battle and what it could mean to win it. It's it's even it's even bigger now that you, you know, you have two of your first four games are the most important games of the entire season. Yeah. And if you win this one, you get a pass for the second one. Right. And so you just realize that it kind of opens the door to a, a little bit easier experience when you make the trek up to Clemson. If this is in your back pocket, yeah, win or lose, you you're don't care. You'll back. see him you're again right. in Charlotte. I'll see you again in Charlotte. Yeah. You'll be all right. Unless Louisville with that weak-ass schedule goes nuts and somehow gets the invite. Florida State has one loss. I don't see it going to work out that way. But well, uh, it, it, he, if, if Daryl Jackson for some reason doesn't get the waiver, I mean, then you just push Courtney to – Defensive tackle. <laughs> I mean, I see him because now that, that I don't see. That I don't see. You don't see that? I don't I see do. that one. I see him. Being, I got interjected. I just don't see okay, that. He's twitchy. Yeah, and he's yeah, putting yeah. on weight. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. He's not going to be big enough to be in the trenches. All right. We'll see. But you know what it would do uh, on a serious note? I mean, obviously, we spent uh, sort of the offseason with the farmer situation where we were nervous, but he would get more reps. Uh, at this point, he's already going to be a good player, and you know it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, him. there there have been years, and again, I'm not trying to set people up for disappointment, but it, but if 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 that didn't work out for whatever reason, or if you had any injury, if you had one of those guys go down, you'd still feel really good about that group because we don't even ever talk about some of the other defensive tackles yeah. that they've got that are really. I mean, I lo- you know I like some of the young guys, Daniel Lyons, Dennis Briggs is a defensive tackle. You got a fifth year guy there, yeah. fifth or sixth year guy, whatever he is now. Malcolm Tatum is still there in that mix. I mean, you've got a lot of options. Ayobami Tapasi. Malcolm Ray. Malcolm Tatum. Wow. He would have to put on some weight. I, was gonna, yeah. I don't think Malcolm Tatum is going to be there. Yeah, and he may. Uh, Malcolm Ray. But I got you, baby. He played. <laughs> he used it. to play against Tyler Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. You uh, know on what? That I'm, note, not, I'm not doing a show that, next on week. That note, right on now, that, I'm, just, hey. I'm not doing a show with you guys next week. How about that? Simple headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Watch Chan TV continues. In a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Yeah, we're not eligible to report everything we know during the season. Just saw some of that chatter in the uh, in the chat there on War Chant TV. People wondering why we didn't talk about that sooner. Well, we weren't really supposed we weren't supposed to talk about uh, him being ineligible. Yep, Travis their rules. Yeah. Well, no. they wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't confirm it. Yeah, and so and we knew it. Yeah, but we, yeah. So, but then he was eligible for the for the bowl game, and he'll be eligible this spring. So anyway, we'll see. Hopefully, it uh, goes well for him. Again, I'm not like you know, like Corey said. I mean, I'm not 
all in on Travis J. I'm not saying, oh, it's definitely going to happen. This is definitely the year. That's not true. Just in the break, that's all you were talking about. I'm, I'm talking about on the air, man. Oh, okay. Don't Sorry. Mess, don't mess it up. <laughs> Travis Jay's going to be an All-American. You're shattering it. But uh, we do – I mean, he's definitely got athletic ability, and he's definitely got more – from everything we hear, he's got things in, in, in order. And I think there's a great opportunity there for him. If he doesn't do it this spring – then that's probably the end of the road. I think he's a guy, if he doesn't, if, if Travis Jay is not in the top rotation of safety at the end of the spring, I'd be surprised if he would be here in the fall. It's an underrated aspect of uh, spring conversation, but how how much progress does A.J. Duffy make? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I wasn't impressed last year. Neither you or Corey. Nope. I've, I've, I did not have any high expectations <clears throat> for a freshman quarterback. I didn't either. So I wasn't. I didn't either. I think when he throws he it on air, I think he's got a good arm. He's talented. The arm strength is not what I'm questioning. I just never saw him put together back-to-back practices or anything with consistency. I know he's a freshman. That's why my expectations were minimal, and he didn't meet them. Uh, doesn't mean he won't. But what I just – yeah, I guess doesn't I don't mean, know – Doesn't mean he won't. I don't know what you guys were hoping to I see. I thought when he I got guess. reps and opportunities, he looked terrible. He also was always behind the third-team offensive Correct. line. And that's why this is a better opportunity. That's why I brought it up. Because remember Tate before – when he before yeah. Tate got to play with the ones or twos, I mean, it looked a lot like that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, and I know. That's why I'm presenting this to be an interesting time for him because he's going to have an opportunity to play behind an offensive line that won't suck, even if it's the second or third string offensive line. He'll have real players, real players. That's the kind of depth that we're talking about, that they now have guys where it's not a wash, that he goes out there with the third string against the third string defense, and you're not like, oh, well, geez, they can't block. They could block it up. He might have time. Oh, yeah. And he'll have real weapons to throw to, too. So that's the other part about the depth is that now – you can have really intense practices right down the depth chart uh, because they can keep him upright. And let's see if he gets patient and makes throws. And he might. He yeah, might. and he'll, he'll get some work, I'm sure, with the second team. And he's not really a freshman anymore. I know he is a name, but he got here. Wasn't he here last spring? Yeah. So this will be his second spring. So right. you want to see a jump. Now. Yeah. You, you definitely want to see a jump to a guy that, you know, I remember speaking of that Louisville game, people would have to, even as bad as that throw was that Tate made, holy moly, maybe the worst mm-hmm. throw of the – that we've ever seen. Oh, um, no, 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 no. He's, he's thrown, he, he has thrown a worst pass. Uh, and then the interception in Louisville? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm more mad State. at Norvell. I'm, some, I'm both of those. I'm all about, I'm mad at the You're coaching mad at, staff yeah, on all got, of those yeah, throws. Yeah. Right. They're not giving the one against Jacksonville State was ridiculous. But people at halftime of the Louisville game were saying, uh, you, you know, on Twitter anyway, well, even in the press box, like, you've got to make a change. you got to go with Duffy. I'm like, man, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, because that was so bad that maybe Tate's just done. He's shot. But, um, I didn't think he was close in practice to Rodemaker. Now let's see how closer he is. You know what I mean? He could take a huge step forward this year. He's had a year under his belt. They've got better quality depth. He should have an opportunity to stand upright and make throws. They're both playing for – well, no, You number one, you need depth for 2023. There's a chance you're going to – some of those – one of them will have to have some big moments again in 2023. But then they're also both eyeing 2024. And right. who's going to be the starter? Right. He's, well, the reality starts is now that race starts now. The reality is we don't have a lot of background to. And I remember saying this in the spring when we were talking about the offensive line in the spring. I remember saying, I don't know how concerned to be because I don't know what Alex Atkins is, is expecting in the spring. Like for Dimitri Emmanuel or Jason Turnentine or I don't even Turnentine wasn't here yet. But like, what is he expecting out of those guys? I don't know what it should look like necessarily for a first year freshman in their first year at Florida State at quarterback. I think we'll see we'll get a better feel once we see Brock Lynn because now it's another yeah. true freshman we're going to get to watch it because we didn't get to see Purdy and Rodemaker their first year because of COVID. We didn't get to see it as up close as we did this. So this this will be a, a good chance to see what Glenn looks like. I just the reason I believe Duffy's got ability is cuz when you see him on air, I think he can make every throw. 
it looked like he completely got domed up once they started doing team stuff. But I don't know if that's normal or not. We'll, I think we'll it see. is normal. I just thought, I guess my gripe, and if it's not really a gripe, it's just an observation that I think is a chance to take a huge step forward. My my problem was that we got midway through the year and then three quarters through the year, and I didn't see any progress when he got the opportunity to play. Now, it could be that once you are under immense amounts of pressure every time you get out there to play, you know, you're, you're seeing ghosts, and it gets difficult to remain patient because you haven't had evidence that it's going to be blocked up for you. That's entirely possible. And it is certainly normal for a true freshman quarterback to come in and look terrible. I don't expect, you know, I mean, you see these phenoms sometimes, but I get that he wasn't supposed to be good right away. I just thought that as the year progressed, I would have saw more in the way of progress from him. I never really felt like I did. And, and a lot of times when a freshman does look good, it's because they've tailored an offense around a freshman to look good. You know, but if they're asking him because they don't need him to play right away to try to learn everything and they're, you know, you're drowning in information, that's a little bit different. You know, you think back to Jaden Daniels as a true freshman at Arizona State, and he had that great touchdown-interception ratio. Yeah. He turned into a decent player last year, but his second and third years were not good at all. Mm -hmm. And once they started giving him more to do. So I just think this spring will be big. I, I don't disagree with you at all. It'll be good to see what A.J. Duffy looks like this spring. There should be some marked improvement. We get a kicking competition, too. That's true. It mm. just continues to get better, guys. Yeah. Just when you think that not every position has competition. Like, oh, no. That kid's from Etsu, right? Yeah, Isn't he from Etsu? ETSU, baby. Yeah, you man. know he's kicked in big games. Well, then. I'm going to have to talk to him. Uh, he got to play outdoors. I played indoors in the mini-dome. He got to play outdoors. They built a nice new stadium. I'm going to talk to him about it. Maybe I'll just pull him aside. The house of Cameron built. You guys will be over there doing your thing. and You're we'll going to talk about Johnson, Johnson City, City Tennessee. Yeah. See which bars are still there all these years later and all that good stuff. No, no, but honestly, I, I, I am excited they brought in a kid who had great success. And, and the thing is, kicking – Unlike being a star running back at a lower division, kicking's kicking. You're kicking a 57-yarder or you're not. Yeah. I mean, the goalposts yeah. are the same <laughs> yeah. size I mean, and in the same spot. If you're making kicks consistently, I mean, yeah, it's a different stage, but still, kicking's kicking. It was funny watching the uh, Charlie Ward documentary on the ACC Network because they uh, went into Scott Bentley a little bit, and I was having to explain – not having to. I was getting to explain to, to Kim and the kids about Scott Bentley and just how – him being on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a freshman kicker because he signed with Florida State. Crazy. Uh, and just, you know, that that background. For people that didn't know, mm -hmm. it's amazing. And then what Florida State became from a kicking standpoint yeah. after that. Crazy. I, I mean, maybe the best kickers in the, over 20 years. run for ages. Yeah. yeah, run for the ages. It's almost like you replaced one all-world kicker with another all-world kicker, and then you think, well, they can't do it again, and then they did. It was it had to have been immensely frustrating for our opponents that that worked. You well, think? Do you think Fitzy can turn it around? So he's 12 of 20 last year. He got a lot better late. Yeah. Nah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's all right. better. Um, I mean, again, that last the last game, he, he kicked a field goal, and then it was at the end of the half where he tried like a 52-yarder yeah. and was short. I just don't know in this day and age when you're competing for what Norvell is competing for. When you are a uh, you're trying to be a big boy program that can win a national championship, just look around the country, man. All the most of these schools, I shouldn't say all of them, they have kickers that are kicking it from 58 and are good. They don't they don't give away points, and and it's not just giving away points by missing field goals. It's going for fourth and seven at the 24 yard because line you because don't you don't trust, trust they can your make kicker. A 44 um, yeah, yeah. So that's I mean I that to me him going in the portal and getting a kid like this shows me what he thinks this season. Well, can he, be. he had to man. He had, if he just right, stood pat. Right. I mean, but yeah, well, no, for sure. But he did, you know, he, it's going to be a real competition because that's a really important part of this team. You cannot yeah. give away points, whether it's, again, when you're at the 24 yard line, fourth and six, that's probably a time to go get your points. But if you have a kicker you don't trust, what are you doing? You got to go for it. And 
He gave away the NC State game. It definitely of affected that. decisions he made. So you can't no you can't go into this season when you think you have a chance for a special season and not think anything forty four and in is almost an automatic. And also a fifty three yarder doesn't need to be short. That's not an elite leg at a place that's trying to be an elite football school. Now maybe he but, mishit it. We've seen him kick it further than that. But he was also short in the dome on a kind of like a fifty two yard yes, attempt, fifty four yes. yard attempt. So but you got, guys, you guys say kicking is kicking. It might be a little different from Etsu versus Florida State. When, the yeah. LSU game when you got – Oh, no, absolutely. I, I agree. The stage yeah. is different. But whereas in in if you're a it's running not, back – You don't have to worry about yeah. the speed of yeah. the game. If you're an elite running back and you're 228 pounds running 4-4, you're going to mow over people in the Southern Conference. And there ain't too many guys catching you or getting the angle on you. But a kick is a kick. It's 48 yards. Can you make a 48-yarder? Now, agreed. The pressure is different when, you, when yeah. you're on a and bigger Fitzy stage. And Fitzy has lived that and come through the other side of it. So there is something to be said for that. Yeah, I like give he, him credit for it, no question. He changed his approach in the middle of the season to get back to where he was and he still didn't feel comfortable. There's definitely a case to be made that he's salvageable, but, yeah. man, he's been through the ringer. Man. Yeah, it's good, but it's good to know that I, I, I personally think he'll probably be the starting kicker in Orlando. If he struggles at all, it's nice to have a guy in the bullpen you, you maybe could go to. Who, who do you think will be the starter? Fitzgerald. Oh, do you really? Yeah, because, I mean, I, don't I think – I The just, other kids' numbers are pretty good. Yeah, but, again, like you said, it's, it's Etsu. Yeah, and no offense to Edsu, but I mean, I mean, offense intended. Offense intended. Let me explain something to you. Can you make the kick or not? The guy that will be kicking will have nothing to do with petty degree. It'll be about what they right, do in this camp. He's in never felt camp. he's never felt pressure that if, comes from if a. You uh, feel pressure no matter if I've got to kick a forty-eight yard game-winning kick, and if I care at all about my teammates, my surrounding, and my time there, I feel the pressure of having to make that kick. I know that you're going to say, well, that's LSU across from you. But I think the intense amount of pressure you feel, a lot of it has to do with not wanting to let those guys down and the fact that there's two seconds left in a three-point game. Yeah. That doesn't change. You feel that in high school. I, I you know, We should how, look it up. Is, he made, is that kid made any game-winning kick? I don't know. Well, you follow ETSU football. How, <laughs> when how when you doing? can find them. But, you, you, know, know. <laughs> you have the pass? You have the, uh, the yeah, season pass I'll for ETSU football? I'll go get on that and watch the condensed versions of all the games. Yeah, that yeah sure. sure. They've got but, those. Well, let me, let me just say this, though. I – whoever is kicking best coming out of camp is starting that game. It will have nothing to do that Fitzy made a couple of kicks and some No, games. you know, you think I see I think it's more like they used to say about these these heavyweight boxing fights. It's like if you want to take the job, you've got to absolutely win it. Like not, it can't not. be 50-50. But that's when you're beating a champion. Well, no, but I'm not well, a guy Fitzgerald's that was 12 a champion. 20 last year. He's a, he's a <laughs> I mean, I love, I love Ryan Fitzgerald, but you're he not talking a, about Muhammad Ali. He's a bowl champion. <laughs> he is the champion of the Cheez-It Bowl. He was on that podium with hey, all those other Corey, guys. Adam Vinatieri is not walking through yeah, that I door. Know, Al I know. Del yeah, Greco a good point. is not Al walking through that door. Al Del Greco is definitely not walking through that door. But you Raphael think if it's Sethian even. is not over there kicking field goals. You think if it's even. isn't walking through that door. He's not giving it to the new guy if they're even. I think the other guy has to absolutely outkick him to get the job. Okay. That's just what I think. Yeah. They wouldn't do it if it's even. Mark Mosley is not lining up a toe kick over there. Yeah, the toe kick straight on. That's right. Yeah. Why is it we know so many kickers? Good oh. Lord, we knew them all. We so started Al- the Reggie Robies of the world with punting. So Al Del Greco lived in Miami, and in the offseason, he was listed in great the Great golfer, book. Del Greco. Yeah, One of the really great yeah, golfers yeah. of all time. So this is the difference between the NFL today of, versus when we were kids. When we were kids, like in Miami, I'm sure it was the same in Tampa. Like in Miami, the the Mark Duper and Clayton and those guys, they would, Dwight Stevenson, they would go play basketball at the park. Yeah. Like you would see them around town. I see Dwight it, Gooden all the time. They were like yeah. part of the city. See where I and lived so, in Atlanta on Jimmy Carter Boulevard. Pro athletes knew not to go stay there. away. They had stay, stay away. Stay away. But Al Del Greco was listed in the phone book. My buddy Howard Stein would call him every offseason and just talk. And Del Greco would just talk to him on the phone. Apparently, <laughs> super nice guy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, call Al. You got anything you want me to ask him? <laughs> He'll pick up. He's great. That's hilarious. 
Yeah, no. Uh, so you never got to see like David Justice roll through your neighborhood. He did in Tampa. I was going to say he was rolling through some no other, looking for looking for other things. He had no yeah, no problem rolling through. <laughs> yeah, Tampa. no. Jimmy Carter Boulevard would have would have been a place to be. Sure. Yeah. yeah, good old David had no problem with it. He just didn't want the local flair in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah 3 a.m. and some yeah. ED type party. That's still one of my favorite excuses of all time. Like when they say he got lost or something? He what said he got lost. He was asking somebody at 3 a.m. <laughs> in a very famous part of Tampa uh, for directions. Yeah. Hey, man. That was before, that was before Waze. <laughs> That's before true. Map yeah, that was before How Google Maps. How did I end up here in my Mercedes? This is terrible. <laughs> what has happened here? Yeah. Yeah. Tampa. Tampa's been the downfall of many a, many a man. Many an athlete oh, and many a man. If you've got... Uh, if you got some tendencies that you're trying to keep, <laughs> keep wait, don't go to Tampa. Yeah, they all come out. They come they, to the, they come boiling to the they surface. They got everything you've ever wanted in yeah. Tampa, buddy. That could be uh, found rather easily too. And people pick up on it quickly. Like, oh, that's how you like to get down. They offer <laughs> yeah. it up. You're like, oh no, no, no. I'm trying to avoid all of this. You can play the music, Bandy. We got nothing left here. Hang in. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Roll it on. Short segment here. We'll get to headliner questions in hour number two. Corey, I'm told maybe you did not post uh, for Facebook questions. Yeah, I did. Did I not? Somebody called you out on the Twitter feed, Ira's famed Twitter feed. I hadn't seen that. Hmm. Yeah. No, I did like at nine o'clock last night. I had to record the you podcast. You did do it. You I did think do so, it. unless it didn't go through somehow. But I no, did, yeah, I trust I did do you. It. Believe I believe you. I was just I saw. Now you got me on, worried. No, no, I, I think you're probably right. I just saw a tweet go out last night. I was watching the World Baseball Classic, which was awesome last night, and uh, I was sitting there watching that. And I saw that Ira right after we got done with the smash, and you know, I was like, oh yeah, let me see. And I pulled it up, and this guy commented that um, he. Well, I'll read his question. He, he comments that he thinks you're in a gang because you always give gang signs. When you take pictures, I don't and know. That, two, I don't know that the peace sign yeah. is a gang sign. Well, I think sometimes the way you do it might suggest I'm not you're doing. I'm not, and I'm not doing There's any lot, of weird things with my fingers. Things going on from with Atlanta too. Yeah. Well, that's true. Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Boulevard. Carter Boulevard. I mean, you have to fit in. Always you have to doing adapt. Your sideways yeah. stuff. It seems a little bit. Pretty soon you're gonna start pointing a pistol. Well, a but, fake one. Like yeah, fake one. Yeah. yeah, like you know, fake gangster. Yeah. So there's that, and then uh, and it, but he said at the end of it, I think he tagged it. Still no Facebook post. Mm. Well, I think we I think we made it. He might have just been keeping score, letting everybody know that I was on it, had it done. Because I mentioned the cruise. Rolling. I mentioned that I was on a cruise. Corey came back from his cruise. We're back from a week. I know I typed out the question, so uh, we might get you some cruise questions. You typed out the question. Have you ever been on a cruise? Person? He I hasn't. Have. I have, yeah. It's all right. I hate the cruise. It was all right. I think they suck. It's all right, though. If I'm not will- if you're not willing to fly like I'm not. It's a nice alternative a to go see. Yeah. There are away. good cruises. My father did the big, massive Alaskan thing where you're on a massive boat and you do it upright. I did the one to the Bahamas. I did another. I've done two or three, and you, I, I don't like them. You think your dad would take Corey and I on a cruise? I, yeah, take me first. The father taking me. Cruise? He's never uh, yeah, taken me. Like, but you don't like cruises. But I'll go on the one if we're doing Biking cruises or something like that. So I'll do again, that. How are we going to get to Alaska? I, I'm out. Can yeah, I take done. a cruise you're to done. Alaska? You're done. I'm going. Iron, I'll fly. Yes. We'll right, send you go. pictures. Y'all go. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I'll go to Coco K or whatever that nonsense Yeah. Is. So did you see your frogs and all that? Did I did not. It? I didn't get off the boat in Nassau. Mm. Didn't, didn't feel the need. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Didn't feel the need. Uh, I like I liked <laughs> the boat when it was empty. It was fun. My my buddies in South Florida would go back when they would do the, the, the uh, gambling $45 ships. $45. You yeah. take it out out Just there go out there to oh, gamble. Oh, buddy, yes. I've done that a lot. Now, that's fun. But I also, like, I would, half the time they would come back and go, yeah, I lost all my money in the first half hour. Now you're just stuck at sea. You're just stuck on a boat. Yeah. Till Whenever. I'm sure they have plenty have, of ATMs. I was going to say, you got, they got plenty of ATMs. <laughs> yeah, 
you got to have side money for your drinking if you to right. drown out your miseries while you're out on the boat. You're like, man, I just lost seven thousand dollars. How did yeah. that happen? And they give you drink packages on your card where right. you get unlimited. Well, they're not free, but they're unlimited drinks if you pay enough money. So Stephanie got both of us that. Yeah. Which I think we like a beer on a cruise is like eight bucks. Mm-hmm. So imagine that it's not. Yeah, I mean, but that's so just, no. just if I drink five <laughs> Mick Ultras, which I did. That's that's forty dollars, and that was just for you know what thirty all, minutes. All part of it. Yeah, yeah I know. It's almost like it's free, Corey. I, almost. <laughs> You're also the. Uh, it's funny when people that live in a college town like Tallahassee, and then you see beer prices in real cities. Hey, Holy. oh, buddy. Hey, let's not say that Tallahassee is not a real city. In no. non-college cities. There you go. Yeah. That's much better a phrase. Big city. Much I mean, it, we're a state capital, Ira. It's just like what? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Eight dollars, nine dollars. <laughs> yeah. My brother, my, one of my brothers, lived in Denver, and before that, he lived in San Francisco. And I'll just say this: he was making more money than most of us will ever see. And he was like, "I'm broke. I'm broke." He goes, "We go out to eat, three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. I mean, you can't get away with it. two beers. Screw you. You're having water. <laughs> yeah, water. Yeah." <laughs> Hour number two, headliner questions coming your way. Hang in. Coming on headline. Continues in a moment.